Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. The Gospel of the Kingdom, Matthew 24, verse number 14, and the Bible says, And this Gospel of the Kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. We're going verse by verse. Matthew 24, and we said when when a word shows up, when the word gospel shows up, God has an intended diversity of meanings. Then we said there is a common meaning, and then there is a specific meaning that will give us the context of the word. And we talked about how, um, for example, salvation means to be delivered, and then we have specific meanings of, okay, is this physical or is this a spiritual salvation that you're being delivered from? We talked about that. And then concerning the gospel, we understood that the common meaning of the gospel just means good tidings or good news. And then we looked at the first time it showed up in Matthew 4. Wasn't necessarily the first time it was referred to in the Bible. Because when we looked at Romans chapter 10, we saw as it is written, and then we went back where it was written in the Old Testament. And we looked at Isaiah 52 and Nahum 1, where it defines gospel as good tidings. So we saw how the Bible defines the Bible. We also understood that When we see the word gospel and it means good news or glad tidings, um, that broad scope definition never will change. But we still have to make sure all of the pieces of the Bible fit together. And that's why we need to understand what good tidings are we talking about? We know that it's all glad tidings, but what specifically is it speaking about? And then we ran some references where when we see the gospel, it's not the exact same thing. But every time it does show up, we can count on it being glad tidings. Um, We need to be careful with this lesson because the Bible warns in Galatians 1 that there is another gospel. We want to be careful that we're not caught in preaching another gospel. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we preach unto you, let him be accursed. But if we deny that there are multiple gospels in the Bible, we're missing clear passages on scripture where there certainly are. And our job, at least in this lesson, is to help us to fit this gospel of the kingdom in its right place. Every one of these Gospels requires a response of faith. But what is this Gospel of the Kingdom? It's a kingdom that will happen in the future. And this Gospel of the Kingdom was very much emphasized during Christ's earthly ministry. It was preached by Jesus, and it was also preached by the apostles. And it specifically referred to the glad tidings or the good news of the kingdom, of the kingdom. 
It was the good news that the kingdom was at hand. Men should believe, repent and believe to enter into it. And then we looked at, well, what is the nature and what is the specifics of this of this kingdom? What is this kingdom? And we, we describe all of it is likened to earthly events and earthly practices. In Matthew 13, a man which sowed good seed. We looked at Matthew 18, a certain king with servants. And Matthew 20, a man that is a householder. In Matthew 22, we looked at a certain king which made marriage for his son. And in Matthew 25, we looked at 10 virgins. The nature of this kingdom is always likened unto some type of practice or some type of earthly event, which again, the Bible kind of ties that in to this overlying understanding that this is physical in nature. This kingdom is a physical earthly kingdom. And then we looked at how this gospel was confirmed. And every time we ran the verses, we looked at it was confirmed by signs, by wonders, and by healings. What did Jesus do when he went around during his earthly ministry? He healed people. Many people assume that the gospel of the kingdom included the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the gospel of the kingdom never included the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Most obviously, because he's walking around alive during his earthly ministry, he couldn't preach. He hadn't died yet, and he certainly hasn't risen again yet. But the kingdom of heaven gospel started as early as Matthew 4, right after um, Jesus says, follow me. And then Jesus and his apostles, they travel together and they preach the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. None of the apostles heard of. And when they did hear of, when Jesus finally mentioned the death, burial, and resurrection, they didn't understand it. And none of the apostles preached the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ until after the gospel of the kingdom had been preached. They had one gospel of glad tidings that they preached, and then it shifted into another gospel of glad tidings that they preached. But they're not the same. We also looked at um, people assume that the apostles already knew about the death, burial, and resurrection. We talked about that. But we saw in Mark 9 and Luke 9 and 18 where it says they understood not. But they understood none of these things. Peter rebukes the Lord. This shall not be. The Bible clearly teaches, we look at that they deny or didn't at least clearly says they did not understand or believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection until when? After Christ was raised from the dead. And they didn't preach it until after the resurrection took place. So we had a shift. There's an earthly and promised kingdom, and then it shifts to a heavenly and a spiritual kingdom. Kingdom of heaven is not the gospel that we as New Testament Christians preach, because we preach a spiritual kingdom. We're talking about spiritual things, heavenly things. 
who was the who was who was this gospel of the kingdom intended for? It was not intended for you and I as New Testament Christians. Do we see it in the Bible? Do we read it? Do we understand it? We sure do. But the audience is a future audience. And let's go back to Matthew 24 in verse number 14. Look what it says. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. It's a future audience. The gospel that we preach, the gospel of grace, it's for right now, and it's to go into all the world, and it's not limited by God. It's and for all people. It is a for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. It's for right now. It's not a shall be. It's not we're going to do this at some point. But this does not hold true concerning the gospel of the kingdom. The audience was limited. Look at Matthew chapter 10 and we'll review that real quick. Matthew chapter 10. I'll show you how the audience for the gospel of the kingdom was limited. Matthew chapter 10, verse number five. These 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, go not. See that negative response? Don't do this. Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. But go, there's the positive command. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Many people miss this. This is a limited audience. And this gospel of the kingdom was a limited, limited gospel message. The gospel that we preach of the grace of God, is it limited? No, it is not. We have to understand our audience. We have to understand that God and his character never changes. Same yesterday, today, and forever. But his intended audience has changed throughout history. Is anybody going to go out and build an ark? That was not given for us. We were not the audience. Do we learn from that? Do we draw truth from that? Do we see Jesus Christ in that? Yes. But we are not to go out and build an ark. That was not given for us to do. God sent Jewish disciples, 12 of them, to preach the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. That was a Jewish message. And they were to preach it to the Jews, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That is not and will never be us. The Jews were God's chosen people and were God's primary focus for that specific message at that time did the audience broaden and did it go okay were gentiles brought into perspective yes but the gospel of the kingdom is different than the gospel that we preach today everyone is included go ye therefore and teach all nations it's for everybody for everybody. 
This is important because when the church is raptured out, God is then going to redirect his attention to the nation of Israel. And this message of the coming kingdom with its rightful ruling king will come into focus. And the audience, instead of it being limited to this first century Christian limited audience or, or first century audience of the Jews, it's going to be a time that we see in Matthew 24, all nations, all the world. So, some new material on this. Matthew 24, verse 14, it says, shall be preached. We said that we already, we already discussed this, that this is a future message. When people say that the rapture is found, the rapture of the church is found in Matthew 24, it's just wrong. And I've given many reasons throughout the past few months why it just doesn't line up. But here's another one. In Matthew chapter 24, what does it say? Matthew chapter 24, look at verse number 14. I'll just point it out again as we run these cross references. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. Is that true of the gospel that we preach? Well, let's find out. Go to Colossians chapter number one. Try to stay with me. Let's get some new thoughts here on this. Colossians one. In Colossians chapter one, look at verse number five. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Whereof you've heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, which is come unto you. As it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God and truth. And Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, we have a shall be message. We have a future message that's coming. It's not complete. It's coming. In Colossians chapter one, we see the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you and it is in all the world. The gospel that we preach, has it been spread throughout all the world? According to Colossians 1, it has. But Matthew chapter 24 is not for the church. Because Matthew 24 and Colossians 1 don't line up. You have some, look at it in verse number 23. It says the same thing. Colossians 1, 23. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Apparently, in Paul's day, the gospel was over all the world. Matthew 24 doesn't line up with Colossians 1 because they're two different gospel messages. One is the gospel of the kingdom and one is not. Paul says that his gospel had gone into all the world. And Matthew says that when this happens, the end shall come. If Matthew 24 is for the church and Paul 
is preaching that message. Did the end come in Paul's day? It didn't. The end didn't come in Paul's day because it's not the gospel message that he is preaching. Paul's gospel was the gospel of the kingdom. In other words, the end would have came in his day. In Matthew chapter 24, um, in verse number three, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us. When shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? The Lord's coming and the end of the world. Matthew 24, 14. At the end of it, and then shall the end come. This end is this is the Lord's second coming. It's the Lord's coming. It's the end of the world. This world system that Satan has control over, but it is not the blessed hope of the church. Rapture is not found in Matthew chapter 24. And it's also important to say the rapture is not on hold because we are waiting for some foreign land to be evangelized. Because we saw in Colossians 1, it went out into all the world. Do we send missionaries out? We do. Do we support missionaries? We do. Do we try to still get the gospel out everywhere that we can? We do. We don't stop doing that because we want every soul that can be saved to be saved. And we thank God that we can be used as his vessels, as part of his plan of salvation. If you meet somebody that is a Jew, you know what you tell them? The gospel. I know someone that's a Jew. He got saved. He trusted Jesus Christ. And he tried to witness to his family. You know what they said? We're Jews. We're good. You don't not preach the gospel of the grace of God and that Christ died for their sins, was buried and rose again three days and three nights later because they're a Jew. You give them the gospel the same way you would give a Roman Catholic a gospel. Same way you would get some lost person on some college campus, the gospel. You don't stop preaching the gospel. But the only thing that's holding back the rapture of the church is this. God's timing. It's just his timing. That's the only thing. There's nothing else we need to do. It's just the timing of the Lord. So to wrap up this message, we have to understand that the church is not Israel. And it will never be Israel. And to try to apply promises that were given to a specific group of people to another group of people is not only irresponsible, it is wrong. It is wrong. We can look at those promises and glean truth from them, but they are not for us. When two people get married, 
They have a marriage covenant. It is something specific for them. It is for nobody else but them. God deals with the nation. He has specific promises for them. And we are not. The church is not Israel now. As the second part of the plan, they are two separate and distinct things. Secondly, the gospel of the kingdom is not the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the kingdom was preached by Jesus and the apostles during his earthly ministry. We and they didn't preach the gospel of the death, burial and resurrection until after the resurrection. We preach the death, burial, resurrection, the gospel of the grace of God. We do not preach the gospel of the kingdom. They are both good tidings, but they are intended for a different audience. The gospel of the kingdom was a limited audience. The gospel of the grace of God is intended for all. It's a whosoever. And thirdly, the end of the world is not the rapture of the church. We are caught up to meet the Lord in the air. The end of the world will happen when Christ comes back and ends that world system. Matthew 24, you do not find a rapture of a New Testament church anywhere in there. Unless you do one of two things, you just take Bible verses out of context and or you have to make the church somehow part of Israel. And of course, if you do that, then you can make things fit however you want them to fit. But the church is in Israel. Israel isn't the church. Why many Bible Students, why many Christians, why many teachers, preachers, and even people are confused is because they fail to make the distinction between Israel and the church. And until we rightly do that, we're not going to get it. Once we can make that distinction, now we can clearly see the lines and the differences between one gospel. And another gospel. We can clearly see the difference between the rapture of the church and then the second coming. We can clearly see the difference between the end of the church age and then the end of the world. We can clearly see the difference between a specific audience and then an audience that becomes a whosoever audience. So I hope that made sense. That'll be, that'll wrap up Matthew 24, verse 14. And it'll wrap up our lesson on understanding the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.